Hello and welcome to Emoji Rap, a podcast about all things emoji. I'm your host, Jeremy Burge, and I'm joined today by Christina Warren. Christina, you might know from past gigs at Mashable, at Gizmodo. Uh, She's got a bunch of podcasts and now is at Microsoft. Before I get on with the show, I just wanted to welcome anyone that has come here from the email newsletter. From this month, we're sort of merging the newsletter and the podcast a bit more. We're going to be covering the topics in the that are listed in the email right here on the podcast. So if you come from the email, welcome. And if you want to have a look at what's in the email rather than just hear us talk about it, you can subscribe at emojirap.com. That's enough from me at the top of the episode. I'll see you in a minute with Christina. Okay, welcome, Christina. How's it going? Um, I'm good. How are you? I am well. Uh, it is really nice to speak to you after the last time I saw you was in Seattle coming up to the Unicode meeting in uh, at Microsoft. Yeah, and, and I mean, I was so excited to finally meet you in person after however many years we've been interacting online. That was so cool. Um, it's been, and a long, been, it's been a long time. It's been a really long time. And also what I was really excited about was the fact that like you're in the consortium. And that to me is so good because we need, at least in my dealing, I mean, they're getting better and we've talked about that, but like in my dealings with trying to get stuff, get answers and feedback and things from Unicode, like they're so smart, right? Like the people who are involved <laughs> care so much, but it can kind of be difficult to kind of break in, right? And oh yeah. I mean, that's I, the, I can only imagine the Unicode inbox is just yeah. overflowing <laughs> with requests for from from kids to press to to everyone on the planet. Yeah, no, in the old days, I think they've changed it now, but I remember when I first started covering emoji and was trying to kind of, you know, go through the process and this was probably like 4 or 5 years ago when I was trying to kind of get into like, okay, this is how this works and this is how something becomes an official emoji and how it gets into the system and I'm exploring how the Unicode stuff works and I'm like, I'm having to go through mailing lists and I'm having to sign up, you know, do make requests in like the most bizarre ways, like from what you would normally expect to kind of try to get, you know, outreach, even from academic institutions, they don't usually ask you uh, to go through a mailing list. And I think they've changed that since then. But it was just one of those things that was like, oh, okay, that's a... Uh, that's that's a little different. All right. I think that I think they're trying a bit harder now, but it's not. I guess it, it sort of snuck up on everybody, right? You know, no one no one cared about what emoji was, and then one day, and then the next day, it was this thing that was like, oh, what is this? And you were, to be honest, you were one of the like you were the earliest, one of the earliest people sort of covering this from a consumer tech angle, you might say. Yeah. That, that early on, that it was either a very esoteric Unicode topic or nobody cared, and there were you digging around years ago before it was a uh, on every headline let's right. say. um so that was fun and what we're doing this episode actually we're changing it up a little in the past we sort of looked at emoji topics what's been going on but i thought this would be way better to just look at this month's emoji wrap email and hit through what's what's on what's been happening in the last month so Hell i yeah, sent you a, a link to it i'm looking at the first thing in here is that the emoji leaked before the apple event did you were you were you do you pay attention you're at microsoft now do you pay a bunch of do you still pay attention to apple news what's going on oh i pay attention to all the tech news and and especially when big leaks happen because as a as a former journalist 
that was always the most exciting part is would be if something like major leaked before an event. I don't care what company it is. Um, that was always really exciting for a couple of reasons. One, like the story of the leak itself can sometimes there's shot and for it involved. Sometimes there's just like, Oh my God, I can't believe this happened involved. Sometimes there's just professional curiosity, but then there's like the selfish part where you're like, Oh good. Now I can pre-write all these stories even better. Oh yeah. Because the dirty little <laughs> right. secret about like big events, like, like the Apple day is, is, is a great example. But this would be true, you know, for any of kind of the big launches is that, um, I don't know how every newsroom works, but the newsrooms that I worked in, you know, um, taking like Apple Day, for instance, we would have, you know, a number of people on staff doing things and, and I would either be at the event or I'd be running things from the newsroom and, and you have probably 15 stories pre-assigned and you write your introductions, you put in like TK, which is just like parlance for I'm going to fill in these details once I hear them. But you try to kind of get the the skeleton of your story up. You're not putting in an opinion. You're trying to go, there's going to be a new iPhone coming out. So you're right. going to say today Apple launched a exactly. new iPhone or they right. announced a new iPhone and the details were. Blank. Exactly. And, and and yeah, you're, you're not adding an opinion. You're not putting in an analysis. It's nothing like that. But you, you want to have the skeleton of the story so that as soon as you hear the announcement, you can fill in those details and hit publish and, and get it out as fast as possible because you're competing with like a bajillion other outlets to try to get the same news out and so when this sort of stuff happens from a selfish level you're kind of like oh good okay well i can pre-write a lot better now um so seeing the emoji, which obviously was was a big moment on stage and 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 was kind of one of those nice whimsical things you know kind of similar to some of the 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 iMessage stuff that they've shown off in the past um was a uh, was really cool to see, but it was also really kind of a, a shock because I don't think anybody was expecting that. I think we were all maybe expecting them to show off new emoji, um, right. which which are going to be coming later in the year. But but the emoji was it was a whole new thing, especially the way that it works with your face and 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 that sort of thing was it was uh, pretty clever. Yes. marketing doing the. I guess taking what they obviously want to show the iPhone 10 new feature, this new uses the facial recognition. So they want to do that. They know people are expecting a new emoji set to come out maybe. But so even this has almost nothing to do with emoji. It's sort of just a movie. If you haven't seen this, it's a, you, you look at your phone and an emoji mimics what you do back at you. So it's sort of like a send a little video message, but your head looks like a Snapchat filter. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah. But it, but it made it, but it was some great marketing though, because it got the, the, the emoji angle, which people care about and the facial recognition in the same story. Totally. And I think that from an emoji perspective, it becomes really interesting because you start to think about if this takes off and obviously I, th- I think it will, but it, it'll take some time, right? Cause it's only going to be available on one phone. That's going to be in mm. short supply and, and whatnot. And, and it's not exactly clear like how people who don't have, I mean, I think if you don't have the phone, obviously you're going to need an iPhone to be able to see it. But I think it's sort of interesting from an emoji perspective because we've kind of put, uh, and we're going to talk about this in later stories, we've kind of um, put um, certain definitions behind what different emojis look like, what the face looks like. And, right. and, and, and you build um, meaning into that. And so if you can now have the facial expressions differ, that creates a different kind of communication right it's a different yeah you, you can't rely on the poo always being happy now right if it's if it can be angry and sad and and do, and talking like you then what does it even mean right um but i did think uh, unfortunately for apple maybe by this leaking it i think this became the biggest shorthand for uh what do you mean i've got to spend a thousand dollars on a phone to get an animated poo like it's right. such a clear messaging oh, totally. thing that works with some surprise but but when you do it without the surprise it's just such an easy take i guess you can, uh, yeah. you can do it yeah you can do, do an easy take um i don't know if it hurt them i mean i'll be honest i think 
people like you and I and maybe people listening to this podcast care about the leaks. The general public hears about what's going to be announced. Like they they know in advance, oh, I heard a new iPhone's coming out. What's happening? And that's what I would get asked in, ta- in cabs. That's what we asked by, you know, general people, you know, weeks, months leading up to the event. And then afterwards, what happens is that um, people, um, including myself formerly, will go on CNN or CNBC or whatever, and we'll break it down and we'll say, well, this is what, what they've announced. And and people go on the radio and and kind of hear the high level thing. And so most people, I think, going into the event, most people who are going to buy iPhones aren't really paying attention. They don't really care. And so it's just all about however it's positioned after the fact. And I think a lot of those people, if they hear, oh, we've got these cool emoji things, or if they go into the stores and are able to kind of see a demo or watch you know, clips of the event online, then, then they still have that, that, that sense of surprise and that sense of whimsy. Um, I think that you're going to, anytime you release a product with, with a base price of $1,000, when the, just a few years ago, the subsidized price, in, at least in the United States for a phone was $200, um, you're going to have a lot of people who are going to be ta- writing takes, you know, criticizing things. But I, I don't think that the the emoji, the animoji really had any play in that. Yeah. And uh, from what I've seen, at least, it seems like Emojipedia has a pretty wide audience and just the regular public. They seem to think it's fun. People yeah. that have iPhones like this looks fun. It does. There seems to be some disappointment that it's only in the iPhone 10 that obviously totally. that works in Apple's favor. But a lot of people going, oh, I really want this, but. Right. I don't want to get that phone. I don't get that I phone. afford that phone. Yeah. Exactly. But the nice thing is, uh, you know, um, in the future, you know, I think we can all kind of posit that this will become something, a feature that trickles down, you know? So in a few years, this will be more widely available and, and they'll be doing some other interesting things with that. But I, I also, what I'm kind of looking forward to is to see if other companies adopt this idea. Right. Yeah, yeah. And I guess other companies are probably feeling annoyed that they've all done some kind of animated emoji thing, not in this way, but... Right. Apple does get a bit of a, not a free pass, but they get more publicity and people get more behind their thing. Whereas Google every month they're coming out with a new Allo thing. And a new, there's so many things they're coming out with that people just get a bit lost in the messaging. Whereas right. this is a clear single feature. Exactly. Because still most Android users are like, what's Allo and why would I do this? Right. Yeah, yeah. And they can have some fun things, but yeah. Anyway, moving along. Next topic I have in here, which doesn't really affect me much, but I see uh, Halloween emojis are always insane for some reason that the, I don't know what it is about you guys in the United States, but <laughs> but Halloween just like shoots to the top of the emoji charts for like like nobody else come October first, which it is today. Uh, so this looks like somebody is very upset that people are using the Halloween emojis too soon. I don't really yeah. yeah I feel I, like you can use the Halloween emojis whenever you want totally. to. Totally, use this a sentiment. You want. And pe- people get upset. So what happens here in the United States is that it's kind of a trend where the rush to the holiday season starts earlier and earlier. Like at certain, certain craft stores you will, and I'm not even joking, you will see Christmas stuff out in August. And to me that does feel soon, right? I think like August is a bit soon to have all of your Christmas decorations up and whatnot. It does feel like the wrong season. Um, But, but you see it. And, and I think that, you know, at this point, um, you know, now it's October. So, yeah, we're deep in pumpkin spice season, but I mean, basically as soon as it kind of begins to be fall a little bit, you know, people start with the Halloween stuff and, and I guess some people kind of take issue with that, but like, I'm, I'm, I'm like you, I'm like, use it whenever you want. Use it in February around Valentine's day. If if you celebrate that, like, you know what I mean? Like use it whenever you want. The pumpkin emoji is great. Enjoy it. But, but now, now as as we're recording this on October 1st, like we're deep in pumpkin spice holiday, Halloween season, embrace it, use it. I like it. 
I've got to ask an ignorant question. Sure. Halloween is at the end of the month sometime, Yes, it is. Correct? It is October 31st. It is October okay. 31st. Okay, it's, it's always October 31st. It's always October 31st. Um, there so you can't really have a party if it's a Monday night as easily, can you? Do you move it around a little? Exactly. So that's, that's what people will do is that they might celebrate it on the weekend. Kids might go trick-or-treating a little bit early. Although even then, I mean, when I was growing up, I think there were only maybe one or two occasions that I can recall that we might have gone trick-or-treating on a time that wasn't Halloween and usually that was weather-based and not day-based because whether, I mean, like for adults, you might have a party over the weekend, but kids, if it's Monday, Sunday, whatever, like, you know, you're going out, you're going trick-or-treating, um, you know, you're going door to door and begging for candy. Um, and, uh, and, and then, you know, being tired the next day slash over-energized because of all the candy you ate. So it's always a funny thing. It's always fun. What's the is this the that is the best Halloween emoji, right? The jack o' lantern. There's oh, the I ghost, think so. I guess. No, but this like, one is like distinctly Halloween. Yeah, it's distinctly Halloween with the jack o' lantern because that is such a Halloween thing. Like you see pumpkins throughout the fall in the United States, um, but when you carve things into it, that's the jack o' lantern. And as as fun as the ghost is, and as much as I enjoy the ghost, I'm going to be honest. I feel like Snapchat has like Bogart oh, the ghost. Yeah. Oh no! I don't. I don't so know how. Ghost. I don't know how the younger kids feel. You know, but I feel like at this point, I look at him like, oh, the Snapchat icon. And I'm like, damn, no, I don't want to yeah. be. You know, but that's that's kind of become that. So, got it, got it. Ghost, uh, ghost is out. Pumpkins in. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking down our list today. Uh, the next topic here, which. I'm going to have to say, we've got a few US-centric things here. Venmo. So, my understanding, yeah. being outside the US, Venmo's Venmo the seems like a big deal. And you send people money, and mm-hmm. it's a fun thing to do to attach an emoji to it. To sort of Yes. Can you do text as well? Is just people like to do an emoji? Yeah, 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 yeah. You can do text too. So, I mean, basically, the idea behind Venmo is, is that it's one of those payment-to-payment systems. You know, be the same as kind of like Baidu Pay or, or, or Alipay, you know, in, in, in Asia and... Um, if you have like a, a bank system that lets you do easy transfers, you can do that. But it's it's a super square cash is kind of similar, um, but it's it's a super, super easy way to send cash to anyone. And how it usually works is that like, I mean, you can use anyone's number, but it kind of connects to Facebook. So you can just kind of look someone up on Facebook, find them in the in the system and then send the money. Oh, really? Um, I didn't realize that the yeah. Facebook link. So I can just start harassing my friends. I don't think it works outside the US at the moment, but I could just harass my friends in the US for money just yeah, by yeah, clicking a button. Basically. And and, and, and then what, what, when you, you, you put in what is this for, and there's a ledger that kind of acts as a public social network. Now, you can make this private or you can make it public. And if you make it public, what's fun is you can go through your own friends list and you can see what people are paying for. And that you don't see the amount, but you just see, oh, I, I paid so-and-so for, and then you'll see the beer emoji or I'll see, you know, like a chicken emoji or I'll see whatever. And you can try to kind of figure out what people are paying for. And that creates kind of this interesting social network of sorts. Um, but what they started doing really early on in Venmo's life cycle. And, and Venmo uh, was bought by Braintree, which was then bought by PayPal. So it's technically a division of PayPal. But before they were ever acquired, one of the interesting things they would do is in addition to putting the tech stuff in is they started putting in the ability to support emojis. And and the way that the emoji thing does is if you type in, you know, like chicken, this was well before Slack was doing it, well before iOS was doing it, um, mm-hmm. you would start to see the chicken emojis below um, oh, they were sort of doing auto-suggest auto for emoji suggest before for emoji. it hit everywhere. Exactly. They were, it's, 
I would have to I would have to look. I'm not hundred I don't want to say definitively they were the first. I <laughs> right. think they were the first major service to do that. I, that's certainly where I saw it the first time. Even from the outside, we definitely it seemed like a cultural thing that people yeah. were aware. They associated sending an emoji with a Ven- I know about it and I've never used Venmo. Yeah, I, and- I know that people send an emoji with their payment. Exactly. And it's always kind of fun because you at least it, with my circle of friends, you always try to come up with like you try to tell the story in emoji, you know, and 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 like if I'm doing a chicken sandwich like Chick-fil-A for some for instance is something that I used to uh when I lived in New York City um especially once Chick-fil-A came to New York City we would do lunch orders from from Postmates and so I would order lunch for a bunch of people and then you know I would they would all Venmo me and then they would send in you know like the piece of bread the chicken another piece of bread you know that would represent a chicken sandwich do Um, you all make this public this confuses me this public sharing of who I'm sending money to and and what it's for you know it depends on what it's for honestly I do because I kind of like it for most transactions. There'd be certain things like I had a um, a person who came to clean my apartment who was wonderful over TaskRabbit um, because we then stopped using TaskRabbit and we were just paying her directly. Uh, I kept the Venmo record private <laughs> uh, because I didn't want to mess with her taxes. There are also stories where you'll see you know people who are maybe buying things that aren't legal everywhere. Um, and, <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm that's I'm well aware of the fact that uh, the 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 lookups for drugs on Emojipedia are very high. Right, uh, and, to find and, a and 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 you will see like the listing of people who will just be upfront about what they're buying on Venmo is tremendous, and I'm going, okay, you know, maybe don't. I don't know. I mean, yeah. like, it's up to you. You, 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 you do you. Me personally, right. I would not like to have that in a public ledger someplace where somebody could be like, aha, why did you type in these emoji and then have to, you know, answer questions? Oh, but I didn't really mean this. I meant cough medicine. Yeah. I was um, uh, really just buying herbs. Exactly. I, I cook exactly. a lot. Doing Precisely, a lot of cooking. I'm, I'm buying herbs. I'm, 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 I'm planting things for my garden. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, but, but you'll see people do that sort of thing. So, it, it's kind of a weird cultural thing. A lot of people have written articles about kind of the, the the public nature of Venmo. And I think that it it depends on your, your friend circle. It depends on, um, you know, how old you are and, and how long you've been using it. Um, not everyone has to, and, and it's very easy to make it private, but a lot of people do. And and that's why it was Esquire who wrote this article, right, about the about what they all mean. What have we got here? This one, this one's a, a more humorous take from the New Yorker. This the New Yorker, one is, yeah, the New Yorker, I, ha- yes. I think there has been a few pieces. Around yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. No, exactly, and 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 uh, yeah, I love this piece though, because because you're right, it's totally like um, <laughs> what 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 your um, what you see, and and when you do see this frequently, like your ex, like there's this one thing, your ex paid Mark for, for beers. Like your ex went out drinking with a sales rep at his company who just a month ago, he called a total douchebag and you will totally <laughs> see that. Or, or even worse, you'll be like, your ex just went out with your friend because yeah. you see who yeah, people yeah. are out with and you're like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Or sometimes what's really great about it is, is that, you know, people will, you'll have plans with someone and they'll be like, Oh, I can't go out. Okay. Oh cool. no. And oh, then no. you look, and then you look in Venmo because you're paying someone in Venmo, and you're like, you see that like yeah. three people you know were all out, and they're all like yeah. buying beers or, or cocktails or something. You're like, really? You're, really? you're seeing burgers and fries and drinks and well, dancing emojis across the screen. Well, well, true story. I'm gonna out him. He will never listen to this podcast. But uh, but a guy I, I used to work with, Michael Nunez, uh, great guy, amazing guy, uh, made a real bad faux pas. So he was he was dating dating two girls at the same time. He wasn't exclusive. That's that's totally cool, right? That's one hundred percent okay. <laughs> yeah, What's that's not, fine. That's totally no fine. judgment, Michael. No, that's good. And 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 you do you, Mike. 
What's not good is he made plans with one girl to go to the holiday party with her company. And he'd been out all afternoon with this other girl. And he got home and he was tired and he didn't want to go out. So he was like, oh, I'm not feeling well. I'm sick. I haven't been feeling good all day. Well, she did a couple things. One, she stalked his Instagram and saw that he'd been taking photos during the day, which <laughs> that's amateur hour, Mike. Don't do that. But, it, but the yeah. even worse thing was that he saw she saw his Venmo transactions and like saw that he was clearly like out and about and fine and, and, uh, and, and called him on it. And he got a little, he was like, why are you calling me out on this? I'm like, because you made it so easy. Like, don't, if you're going to, if you have, if you're trying to break plans with someone, especially if you're like doing a double dip date, which is always, always like very tough to maneuver. And I say this as a married person who hasn't had to worry about this in a while, <laughs> but, but if you're going to do the two dates in one day thing, you've got to like be very careful with that. Don't put your Venmo history online because yeah. the emojis will give you away. Yeah. No, I, Poor form, Mike. Don't don't bail on plans, and if you're going to, then just go deep Keep down, just go off off the radar. Yeah, exactly. Don't do that. Um, yeah, I would like to say if Venmo comes here, I mean, we've got similar money transaction things in the UK, but there is no social aspect. You send the emoji, and it's just private. I don't know. I like the fun idea. I like that you can see where your friends are out and you can kind of picture what they're doing. But yeah, I do wonder about the slippery slope when I disappear for a few days off it that people would wonder. Well, I mean, it just kind of depends. I mean, you know, the nice thing about it is because like I said, it usually does hook in with Facebook. The, the, the ledger is so vast that you see what you see, at least me. Like I'm not the sort of person who will like go back massively in time because that would just, I would never leave Venmo. (laughs) I would just be you know, the only bad thing about it too, especially with the emoji part, is that sometimes you do have total FOMO. You're like, oh man, I should have gone out last night, or oh man, everyone else is having so much fun but me. Here I'm like Venmoing for like fifteen cocktails. Yeah, right. Here, here you're all doing these amazing things, and I'm like Venmoing for like toilet paper. <laughs> uh, all right, Venmo. Uh, next up, what have we got here? Samsung's emoji. We've covered Samsung and their crazy emojis so many times on this podcast, but. It's evergreen. It's evergreen. <laughs> it's evergreen. Uh, it's always never stops. Well, this is something that Flo put together for Emojipedia. It's a, just a bit of a summary of some of the more outlandish or quirky Samsung emojis that fall out of form. What isn't in this list, which I really like, actually, my favorite Samsung emoji, which I'm going to Google right now, is, we mentioned it before, the ghost. Mm-hmm. Have you seen the Samsung ghost emoji? I haven't emoji, seen the Samsung like? ghost. Now, now I'm going to pull it up on Emojipedia. Um, so while, while you pull it up, what it is, is, uh, so everyone else is a ghost, often a party ghost, as I like it, with his arms up in the air, looks kind yeah, of excited, but the Samsung one is a yellow emoji dressed as a ghost. So it's a yellow emoji with a sheet over its head, and and so it's a ghost costume emoji, which I think is really cute and kind of clever. Oh, he is cute. Oh, he looks like he's dressed for Halloween. Oh, I like yeah. him. I like him, yeah, because everybody else kind of looks, like I said, like the Snapchat at this point, right? Or yeah. my, the Microsoft one actually looks like Ghostbusters. Ah, yeah. yeah now the, you mention the, it. The Microsoft one looks like Ghostbusters. Um, the Facebook one kind of looks like a Booberry, but he's not blue. Yeah, the, the, mm. the cereal, if you're familiar. Um, but yeah, no, I uh, the emoji decks. That's a freak ghost. <laughs> that one's really scary. But emoji I like the decks Samsung. always follow up the bottom. They're like, you think Samsung had done something outlandish, then you follow, and then scroll you see emoji, emoji decks, decks, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, these are the real outliers. No, they think the Samsung one's adorable because yeah, you've got your little yellow emoji guy with with. It's like he's dressed up for Halloween. He's so cute. Aww. So uh, yeah, that's a so that's a positive note on Samsung. I'm going to leave the rest of them there because we've got a bunch of other things to get to. But I thought that was a fun highlight of totally. the Samsung emoji set. Uh, the blob emoji, this feels like forever. Google announced earlier in the year they were getting rid of the blob. 
their blob emoji style then it took them a long time and then android 8 came out but no one has it yet well like one percent of users have it uh i liked this article in particular though from wired that shows some of the composites that make up the android emoji where they've got like the all the different smiles they use and all the different eyes they use did you have you seen this article before yes i have i looked at it um uh, before we got on the show and yeah i think this is really interesting um i like the changes they've made i think that they look a lot better i think that the uh, uh, evolution of what they've done you know and it, it, and, and I, you and i've talked about this and i know you've talked about this on the podcast before but there was kind of this interesting moment with emoji where i think a lot of companies really try to kind of stand out and have their own universe you know their, their own take on what things look like but as emoji becomes more and more of a pigeon and 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 people start to use it um in different contexts it does kind of, I think, become important that things look more similar. And so it's been sort of interesting to see how it's evolved from kind of that weird blob style um, into obviously still having Google's DNA and stuff on it, um, but but being more like what you see everywhere else, you know, being more more circular and, and, and kind of having that more, you know, uh, emoji movie style thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still seeing a lot of pushback. There's so many fans of the blob that even though I might, I don't have a way to quantify this because the Emojipedia audience, at least on social media, is quite into emoji as a concept, right. let's say. So, therefore, there's a lot of fans of the blob on there because they, they, they care They care about communication. They like the blob's neutrality. They like its distinctiveness. But it seems still like the majority of people that I speak to anywhere are just they just want it to look like iOS. Maybe not directly like it, but they want to approximate what they're going to see. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I and, and I and I get that. I think your fans who have, you know, who have become um, kind of attached to a certain thing that makes total sense. But I do think that for like broadly, you know, I mean, studies have shown like they they can mean very different things depending on whether something's smiling or frowning and and the way it looks can completely alter the context of a conversation. And so when that becomes part of how people communicate, even if it does take some of the originality and the neutrality and that stuff out of it. It can make communication, especially with people across countries and, and across you know mobile platforms, more difficult. So I'm in favor of anything that makes things, I guess, maybe more universal for understanding, even though I can totally sympathize with the diehards who are like, no, but this takes some of the, the fun away. Um, one question for you. Obviously, this is rolling out with, with, with Oreo, with Android Oreo, Oreo mm-hmm. but hasn't yeah. uh, Google, I mean, obviously, things are dependent on whatever skin you've got on your phone. Haven't they, though, been trying to work on updating emojis as part of, like, separate from the OS itself, as, as part of, like, the Google keyboard or part of Google Play services? Or am I misremembering that? No, no, they, they have. That's the, That was the announcement earlier in the year that they're doing what what's called Emoji Compat, which is it's a hard pitch for them because effectively what it is, the idea what they pitch it as is they say, well, this is how we'll make sure that emojis can get updated when the OS isn't updated, which is a great pitch. But the reality is that it's a library that app developers need to include. Ah, uh, um, so it's not it's it's not something that, that they can just download on your phone. Um, it's something that, right. that needs to actually be included by each and every app. Yes. So there's a system level component. The system does the downloading of the new font and it handles to make sure it's on there and it's going to work with your keyboard. So it does. They're doing all the hard work, but they do still need that, that hypothetically, if I have a two year old Android device right now. And at this stage, no apps that I'm aware of include this. I know we're only a month in, but you're going to need, for instance, Instagram is the biggest one I can think of that right. uses nat- native emojis per platform. If Instagram hypothetically put Emoji Compat in their app, which apparently is very easy to do, 
then yeah, then we're going to start seeing in years to come next year, Android will update. And if the 95% still don't have it, they'll get the new emojis. So I think we've got I reckon at least two years until your average user is actually going to get enough apps that have this and another Android or two update or so to see that until we're going to see any real results there. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, you know, you also wonder about, especially in other countries where this is, is, is maybe more of a big deal than it is in the US um, or, or, or in, in, in London or England is, you know, what does it do the size, to the size of the apps? Like how big is yeah. that library file? Like hopefully it's fairly small, but I don't know, you know, um, and, and, and if that's going to do anything to, you know, how much people will be. Yeah, that is part of it. They've got two different parts, apparently. One where you can embed the entire font in your app, which I think they highly don't recommend because it does make it huge. And then the other part where the system does it and they do it through Google Play services, which is their system level. We can download extra stuff on the side if your carrier doesn't want to let you have it. Uh, so I think they've done it quite well, but it's going to be a little while till we see some results. Uh, next up, what have we got? A review of the city emojis. I actually love these videos. I don't, you might not have had a chance to look at some of them, but uh, there's a whole series of these YouTube videos, which is a bit of a Tumblr meme as well. People love on Tumblr to do the thing where they'll look at every platform's emoji and kind of give it a cute review yeah. of what they think of this one and that one. And this uh, Colin uh, reviews emojis on YouTube. He's done 35 of these videos. I'll probably put a little clip in of the video maybe here. And yeah, they're, they're, they're fun. And he, he, he's quite tongue in cheek about it. Sometimes people get annoyed at him because he doesn't seem to take it too seriously. But <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a, a fun look at the, the, some of the differences with some of the emojis and recommend you check it out. Very cool. NYC using racy emoji posters to combat rise in STDs. Uh, yeah, this is, this is, I, I, I like this. I don't know. Yeah, it's fun, right? It's fun. They've got some eggplants out there. They're trying to, you know, they're trying to promote safe sex and getting, getting uh, tested for STDs. Uh, yeah, that's why not. But it is quite funny that obviously they've got like the eggplant and, and the taco and the peach. And yeah, is this, does this mean it's mainstream? Do people all get that emojis have these sexual connotations as well? Or is it just the target audience are the only people that need to know? Um, I think probably the target audience first and foremost, but I think even more people know at this point that the eggplant means a certain thing. I mean, I would think even my, I hope my mom, I mean, I don't know. I I think my mom would know what the eggplant means, but maybe she wouldn't. Um, you never asked her before. I've no, I haven't. My, my I've never, I've never asked my mom if she knows what the eggplant means, but I kind of now want to have a conversation with her about it and, and just see how, <laughs> how deep it goes. But yeah, no, I mean, I, and, and look, this is really going for, for, for the, uh, for the, you know, target audience. And I think that these are cute. I think that the, I like that the health, um, um, I, I idea uh, that the health department is doing this. I think that, you know, that's at least getting people paying attention because you, you've seen similar things with, with other um, campaigns uh, that the health department has put on before um, where they've tried to kind of use humor and, and maybe be a little bit, you know, provocative or whatever to get people to pay attention. And, uh, and I, I think that this is a good way, you know, of, uh, of just at least drawing people in and, and saying, oh, yeah, OK, you know, helps plant the seed of of uh, of um, safer sex. Yeah, and I've noticed actually a bit of a trend away from using Apple's emoji images in advertising. I wonder if people have started to catch up to the fact that even though I'm not aware of Apple prosecuting any copyright cases on this sort of thing, that I think in the last year or two people have sort of gone, oh, hang on a minute, these are commercial images and do we need a license to use them or do we not? Right. And I don't no, think it, it's, this, it's clear. Yeah, it's not clarified exactly, you know, that you can use fonts in ads and it's sort of like a font, but I have noticed in particular... 
we're seeing far more of this sort of thing where you'll just go, oh, we'll redesign we'll just, our own we'll one. Redesign our own. Which makes yeah. sense. I mean, and at, this, at this point, if you are following at least along with whatever the lines are, um, from I mean, and, and, and you know, there's like, there are like the emoji one, you know, libraries. There are, there are open source emoji libraries you could use. But I mean, I think if you follow along, kind of the Apple driven um, stuff, then you understand the connotation just as well. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I mean, usually how how fonts work in advertisement is is, is you buy a license for the font uh, from from the from the foundry, um, which you know you you do it each time. You know, so if you're buying it for a client, you're paying whatever it is, and then you can use it in an advertisement or on TV or in whatever. And that's usually how it works, um, un- unless you're getting something custom made. But you're right, like emoji is technically not a font, right? Like yeah, it, like it, it comes on your system as a font, but as far as copyright, I think they vaguely classify them as images still. So it's sort exactly. of exactly well, and, yeah, and then it, and, the, and then it's it's different in that you can't just go to a foundry. Uh, or mm. I mean, maybe you can, but um, there, there probably are some. But you can't just go to Apple and be like, "Oh, I would like to license this, right?" Or I can't go to. And people you know, try. People, yeah, people I'm, try, I'm sure and they, they go, do. "Why didn't Apple get back to me? I wrote them an email and said how much for your emoji." <laughs> and 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 so you know, um, but because it is a standard, and because yeah. it has been outlined what it looks like, you can create your own, or you could do what you know companies like Twitter have done and other places, and and you could reach out to a font designer or a graphic designer and say. Would you create a library or, or images around us? But at this point, I mean, you know, I don't know what they use. They might have used something freely available. They might have drawn these themselves. They're super cute, whatever they yeah, used. I, yeah, I like them. They look, they look custom to me. I they, think look they look custom, look yeah. I like them. Next article here. Why people use the thinking face emoji. A lot of words, uh, which I, I spoke to Luke about this as well. Uh, the thinking face emoji, it seems like the ultimate emoji you just put on top of a link. On yeah. Twitter, where you just go thinking face and then you paste the link, right? Is that that's how you that's how everybody uses the thinking face, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's like, hmm, is is usually how I think about it. Is yeah. you know, hmm. I'm not sure what I think about this article. I'm uh, just going to put it out there. I can't be bothered spending the words explaining how dumb this is. Yeah, I was going to say this was really long. Um, and this was the Esquire one that I was thinking about, and yeah, this is this is just really long. Uh, and that's <laughs> fine. You know, I, I love people writing long form stuff about emoji, but I honestly think, I mean, and this, and he's really focusing more on political Twitter. Um, mm. then uh, primarily like I, I see my friend Ashley Feinberg's tweets are there and I see, you know, Ben Collins and I see you know, some other stuff and it's, it's, uh, you know, I think there, there's kind of become, um, uh, again, kind of a vernacular around people who use this particular, um, uh, emoji in tweets. And, um, so do you use it in your tweets? Are you a, uh, a thinking face emoji? I, I, it's a little I bit snarkier. Take, it takes oh, me as a bit more snarky than you are on, on yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it usually is more snarky. I typically don't. I mean, if it came down to like something really ridiculous, maybe I would. But no, I, I recognize and appreciate the people who do use it. But usually I'm not one of those people who it, it doesn't fit my tweet style. Um, there have been times like in Slack, you know, uh, especially my previous jobs where I might have partaken in it. But but on Twitter, you're a more pri- so you're a private thinking facer. You'll send them in private. To yeah. Say. <laughs> well. Yeah. I mean, you know, my snark. I don't know. I, I I'm fine being snarky, but I tend to just kind of be pretty direct about what yeah. I think rather than using the emojis to be like, huh, this is odd. You know, because it's usually something really ridiculous, and 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 you're just kind of going to interesting, but with a wink. You know, and it's like. Okay, I, I'm just going to say this is this is crazy. But you don't we'll have see. allegiances to be like I don't want to say the words. I'm just going to raise this point. You'll just say this sucks or this is amazing or whatever yeah. it is, as yeah, opposed that, to leave the reader hanging. That, yeah, that's kind of my thing. Is is that's exactly usually how I am. Yeah, maybe maybe I should start using more of those things. 
every time I go to use the thinking face for the thing, I end up just not posting it because I feel like if I don't feel as strong, strongly enough to say anything about it, then I just like, nah, someone else can do it. There's so many people tweeting. All right. What have we got here? Jamie Oliver's new chatbot. I didn't quite understand these things when people do a, I don't know, like a send emojis to this thing and we send you a thing and, it, yeah. and they picture it as being easier. I think it's fun. It's a fun headline. I think it's and they're, fun. They're I don't think it's easier at all. I mean, okay, look, I will say that when, uh, what was the porn site that, that did it? Oh, I don't, I don't actually know. Okay. I, it does ring a bell. Was it Pornhub? They're always it doing was Pornhub. Big, like, it was Pornhub. Uh, so Pornhub did a th- yeah. Pornhub did a thing where you could send them a certain number of emojis, and then they would send you back recommendations based on those emoji. That was kind of brilliant, if I'm going to be honest. Like whatever you think of <laughs> Pornhub, whatever you think of their like that was actually pretty brilliant. Um, and that that was that was like maybe two years ago that they were doing that, and that was really cool. But but at this point, like I don't know if. Uh, I mean, this is fine, but again, like you, I, I think this honestly takes more time. And I think the whole point of emoji is that it's not supposed to, you're not supposed to spend your entire life deciphering it. Like it's awesome people writing Moby Dick, totally an emoji. Like I love those one-off types of things. I love uh, anytime anybody's kind of doing the the um, spectacle out of it and, and the, the gimmick, right? But I look mm. at this and I'm like, is this actually going to help? Like to me, I would think that a chat bot, if you're going to do a bot for a Jamie Oliver thing, what would be far more interesting would be to have a selector where you either type in what you have and maybe it puts the emojis in if, if, if you want to or, or, or you select what's in your refrigerator and then it sends you the recipe. Like to me, that would be more valuable than having to deal with this emoji stuff. But hey, I mean, it's cute. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's a bit fun. I, I guess I always just grate every time it says easier or quicker in any of these things. I don't mind if they say it's more fun and it's entertaining, but when they try and pitch it like it's a, a time-saving device, I always think, who wrote that? Who, who believes that? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's it's not. It's going to take more time, even for the people who live and breathe emoji like you. It's going to take more time to be like, okay, well, right. Does There's this none really of this one. This? There's no potato. If There's I send no... them a sweet potato, yeah, right, exactly. Or it's like I I have this, but not this. I have the prawn, but not. Well, I guess now we have the shrimp. But you know what I mean? Like it, it's it's the difference. It's like okay, I have this is similar to what I have, but are is, is the and is the bot going to understand, or is it just going to be a one to one thing? So I don't right. know. Yeah, I don't know. It's fun. People like them. It's fun. Try it out. I'm sure it is actually fun. But I bet it is fun. It's a time saving thing. I'll Google. Oh, you're definitely not saving time, but it is cute. Yeah. Uh, What do we got here? Second. Well, this was going to be our last article, but one more snuck in at the last second. The iOS 11 emoji changelog, which is nothing because there were no new emojis (laughs) in iOS 11. Um, yeah, so that'll, I guess, be coming with like iOS 11.1 or 0.2, I guess, maybe. I just, I just yeah, I mean, I, I, yeah, that's my tip is probably whatever the iPhone 10 comes pre-installed with would probably have it. Whatever. There's only two and a half months, three months left in the year. There's only so much time that it's going to be. Uh, incidentally, this article, as we often get feedback, people often ask me like, oh, why don't you cover this thing more or that thing more? This article about iOS 11 not having any emojis had far more people look at it than any Android emoji update article with the actual changes because people, I don't know, I guess people know that that's what they wait for. It's like a time of the year for them. Uh, yeah, it's the time of the year for that. And, and I mean, maybe people have learned and you would know this more than I would, but maybe people expect that they they have iOS, they know they're going to get the emoji updates. Whereas if you have Android, you are kind of at the uh, mercy of, of your carrier or, uh, you know, I think the normals have given up trying to think of when they're going to Android's going to get it because they have no idea. It's not going to be at any time of the year if they ever get one. If they ever get it. So, I mean, I think maybe some Android users are like, all right, well, when I buy my next phone, I'll have a new emoji. 
Right. Yeah. yeah. I'll look up what's on the new phone. Or 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 I'll yeah. see you know whatever emoji you've been built into to Facebook Messenger or uh, WeChat or or um, you know um, um, WhatsApp has emojis, right? WhatsApp uses Apple's ones on everything. That's what I thought. Is, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is so, hilarious. That's, yeah, that's what I thought. So yeah. So I mean, so you know, they're just like, all right, well, I'll use whatever's in my my texting app. And speaking of Messenger, the last breaking news uh, that Facebook has discontinued their sort of short-lived Messenger emoji update. So yeah, this uh, was interesting. Let me just. I never, uh, I've got I a, never understood yeah. why they had um, both of them to begin with. You know what? So. So what? So for some timeline for people, about eighteen months ago, Messenger out of nowhere came out with new emojis, and they their pitch was: Look, doesn't this kind of suck if you're on iOS and you send an emoji to an Android user? Totally, Felt and very it looks fair. different, or it might not be supported. We're going to introduce our own set, and it's going to work. It'll look the same on both on all Messenger platforms, and you know what you're getting. But then three months after that, Facebook, the website. They hadn't touched their emoji implementation in years and years. And then they came out with a brand new set that had nothing to do with the messenger <laughs> emoji. So, and it was very strange. And I contacted uh, Facebook uh, PR and sort of said, you know, like, hey, what's what's up with this? Like, why why have you got two different sets? And they uh, declined to comment, I, I think is the words that you use. Yes. Uh, and, and continued to decline to comment for the next year until now messenger's been killed. That's really interesting. I mean, the only thing I can kind of imagine is that those teams are, are run independently and they both kind of had a similar idea. And then once they maybe, I got to a certain point where I realized they were truly duplicating efforts and maybe at, at a certain point it becomes confusing, you know, for users to have one set of emoji in one platform and one in another, even though they're both Facebook, they had to make a decision, which one are we going to adopt? And might as well adopt the one that, I mean, you know, look, Messenger has... I think a billion users, I think they announced recently. So messenger certainly has a huge user base, but Facebook is bigger. So right. it would make sense, especially if the Facebook one is now finally up to date um, to maybe just make them all uniform. Cause it is, it, 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 I mean, honestly it is, it is bizarre to have different emojis in, in two different apps. Cause it's not even like Instagram versus like, like I could almost understand, you know, the Instagram look and usually anything Instagram just uses the, 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 the they default just system ones. Yeah. I was going to say they just use the default system ones, but I could, I could understand that because Instagram, even though it's part of Facebook and has become more integrated in certain ways is still run as a separate app. Right. Whereas it doesn't messenger, say it doesn't call it Facebook, Instagram, exactly. it's called Instagram. Exactly. Whereas messenger, I know they try and pitch it as being just messenger, but, but everybody, everybody thinks everybody it, yeah, knows you need to Facebook. clarify. Well, yeah. well, I mean, cause I mean, you, you don't have to have a Facebook account to use it, but I think that probably 95% of the people who use it do. And so, yeah, you know, it makes some sense. Uh, even though the teams are run separately, it, it makes sense uh, for that to happen. So um, I guess, I mean, I'm glad that, that you no longer have two different ones, but it is interesting, as you said, that like they kind of started, you know, the, the move towards more modernization and consistency. And then afterwards, you know, big the big blue app followed and now, you know, right. It wasn't entirely clear. I could have made the argument either way. On the one hand, maybe that they were trying to make Messenger such a different brand that they wanted everything to look different. It seemed a little bit flimsy, but I, you know, I, but you, if, you, you if they made that it. argument, they, they could have argued it, which they didn't. Uh, and on the other hand, as you said, probably the more realistic option is that 
quite possibly two different design teams, different product teams just decided to make new emojis and then went, oh, shit. <laughs> what, yeah. what have we done? We're, we're, they just launched this and we were about to launch that. Uh, we'll, well just go ahead with it and figure it out later. And there is some precedent for that with Facebook. I remember face, uh, famously right after Facebook launched uh, or bought Instagram, um, I, I don't even think the ink was dry. They launched a thing called Facebook Camera, like a standalone app. The I remember became, that. The I downloaded became, that. Yeah, it was terrible. And and it I think was. I wrote I think I wrote a story at the time that says uh, you know Facebook camera app proves why Instagram was worth a billion dollars. Um, <laughs> and and what it clearly, which is a great headline on my part, uh, good take. Uh, five years later, I'm going to congratulate myself on that. That was high a good five, take. high five high, emoji for you. Yeah, exactly. High five emoji for me. But no, uh, you know, but but it was one of those things where clearly they'd been in development for that and they were ready to go, and it it didn't. The fact they just spent all this money on this other app didn't change the fact that they still had a, you know, a scrum cycle, a, a release cycle to get through and, and product to put out. Eventually they, they, you know, shut it down as a separate app and, and kind of made changes and improvements and built it into the main app. But, you know, that happens from time to time where, where, you know, products work independently, teams work independently. And, and sometimes you see duplicative efforts like this and then you, you know, figure out later on because it takes time how to merge them together. Yeah, and when and when the when the t- company doesn't want to talk about it, you normally know that's not yeah. not normally a good sign. If if they definitely wanted to be a different brand, then that would be part of oh, the yeah, message. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They'd say, uh, the let us tell like, you about oh, our story. Yes, yes, please let us talk about your story. When they're like, we declined to comment. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I don't know. And in the end, it's just emojis in an app. It's it's still kind of getting phased out because everything on Facebook does A/B testing and all this. So I'm yeah. still seeing them on the website, but not. I was going to say, but, and yeah. and then you know, people who use older versions of the app, and and yeah. you know, who knows how long that'll take. Right. We'll probably still be seeing the Facebook Messenger emojis for or the Messenger emojis. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, you're right. They have tried. They have tried <laughs> to drop the Facebook from that, but we've been. You know, they'll drop the Messenger emojis. Um, it will probably still be seeing them for for some time, but eventually they'll be they'll be gone. R.I.P. Yeah. So that is breaking news that happened quietly last week, but I just heard back from Facebook uh, late on Friday evening <laughs> that this was definitely the case. So I've just uh, so- published this. Yeah. Amazing. So let me let me ask you a question about Emojipedia. Mm. How long will you maintain Messenger in the list of what different things look like? How long are you going to keep the Messenger you know, emojis mm. alongside? Like, so it, you know what we do, we yeah we that's a good question and we don't yet have a retire function. I, I I will we will keep them on the website forever, but they should be demoted from the main list, right? That's they what I'm be, saying. Or yeah. but, but, but do you keep them for a period of time and maybe have an annotation that says retired, but just let people know if they're still using an older version? Like, do you have like a grace period or what do you do? We're in a whole new world here. We so far we've had so of the list now we've got two dead emoji sets on the yeah. list now because Mozilla was also short lived that came and went. Uh, and kind of went through a phase of being dead and then undead. But nonetheless, uh, yeah, I would think only a six-month window maybe till we put it in some kind of retired subheading to say this is the past, man. You can go have a look if you want, but no, no one's emoji. seeing it anymore. Yeah, The emoji wayback machine. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. We've yet to do that for any set, but if, the, if emoji sets keep getting killed like this, then we're going to have to introduce that section real soon, hey? Yeah. When would you expect it to be gone? Would you expect it to be still there in six months? I mean, I think six months would be a good period of time. I think that I think that's fair. And 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 then you know maybe have a link on the bottom of those things. You know, see retired emojis or whatever the emoji graveyard, whatever you want to call it. Now I was going to talk to you. I thought uh, Windows 10 full creators update that is not out yet. I've been testing the fast track build, as which by. has all the new. Emo- You're on that one as well. That has I all the new well. emojis. There's not really new news about it, but in three weeks or so, that'll be out. 
yeah that'll weeks, be great and I, weeks, so. I really like what they're doing with it I, I think they, they, they look really good um, there's also um, you might have talked about it um, in, in your last episode I don't know but they've just made a, a, an update to Outlook uh, so that um, historically what's happened with Outlook is if you use the smiley face it'll kind of render as a as a J for anybody who oh your god email the J oh uh, no right? the J <laughs> yes well the J is dead because now it actually puts in the emoji smiley face Praise the emoji lords. It's right? time. It is I time. still get emails for that though, but that's old Outlook. Uh, no, is that no, right? No, Are we yeah, talking yeah, with old I mean, Outlook? It, yeah, it'll, and it'll take, you know, forever. I mean, you probably still will in, in the foreseeable future, but the, the latest versions of Outlook now replace it with the emoji. And that is so good. I was like, oh my God, because I became one of those J people because it's just, because what would happen is the Badada correct to kind of like wing dings or, or, or whatever, you know, Fonda would do if you would do, you know, the smiley face and, and then, you know, anybody else reading it on a non-Outlook client would be like, what is this? For the um, longest time, I thought people in office type scenarios took to calling me a really informal J because my name starts with J. <laughs> and right. I just thought they'd be really quite formal in person and, and very, very not, you know, they didn't seem like the type of person that would give me a shorter name. But all of a sudden in emails, they'd say, thanks, J, at the end. And I'd be like, oh. They never call me Jay in person, but yeah, sure. yeah. I, I I don't remember when I uh, when I did. I mean, I, I probably at some point Googled it like anyone else. I was like, "What is this?" You know, because you don't see it in Gmail, you don't see it in, in Apple Mail, and but you know, and and obviously tens of millions of people you know use Outlook every day, and and um, you know, in Outlook it, it renders correctly, but now it will render as an emoji rather than as a, as a J. So that's cool. Well, this is excellent news. I'll, I'll definitely jump on that. I'm already writing up the details for the new Windows emoji set for later in the month, but I will fire up some Outlook action as well and send all the J's. Well, not the J's anymore. I'll just yeah, send exactly. some smileys and see how they convert. Uh, Christina, thanks so much for coming on. This is the time just flew by. Uh, could you tell people how they can find you on the internet if they want to hear more of your thoughts on life and yes. the world? Of course. Well, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at film underscore girl. I'm also on Snapchat film underscore girl. But if I'm being honest, I haven't used it as much later because Instagram stories are so much better. Um, yeah, you, you can see uh, my, my, my tweets, which too often include emojis at, uh, there as well. And um, if you like listening to me talk, I do a podcast called Rocket on Relay FM. So that's relay.fm slash rocket. And it's um, all about, uh, you know, just kind of general tech news of the week. Rocket is very good. I can highly recommend Rocket. It is in my list. And uh, yeah, I, I was wondering how you describe Rocket. I, I wouldn't call it a, a tech show as such, but it's, it's, it's sort like of tech like culture. a tech show. It's kind of oh, a tech. Yeah. I mean, we call it Accelerated Geek Conversation. So it's just three girls talking about the latest things happening in tech and culture and, and, uh, and uh, making fun of each other. It's a good time. It's a good show. It's good. It's worthwhile. Uh, if you want to follow me, I'm at Jeremy Burge on Twitter, on Instagram. Also, don't bother following me on Snapchat. I've moved. Uh, and the show is at Emoji Rap. Although somehow we kind of got a broken Instagram account. So just follow it on, on Twitter, at Emoji Rap on Twitter. And uh, thank you, Christina, for coming on. Thank you to Jonathan Mann, who sings the theme music that might be playing in the background by now. And to Joshua Jones, who provided the artwork for the show. And thanks to all of you for listening in, and I will speak to you next time. 